0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper Today, Let's talk about RSV and the difficulties that not only is it causing for the children affected by it but for the hospitals in dealing with it uh, Priscilla Lynch is with us, uh, the clinical editor, uh, editor of the Medical Independent Good evening to you Priscilla uh, Tell us please, first of all, just remind people what RSV is
1: <laughs> (laughs) Well, it's a very infectious uh, virus that uh, is experienced by most children in Ireland by the age of two. So it's very um, contagious, as I've said. It's respiratory. It gives symptoms such as cough. Um, a fever, runny nose um, feeling tired, not feeling um, and sore throat So, and the symptoms can come in stages now the vast majority of children will get RSV and they'll recover fine from it, it'll be mild self-limiting illness but unfortunately for some children it can develop into bronchiolitis and pneumonia and for these children they need to go to hospital they need to be admitted and that's what's happening at the moment And um, we heard there that there's 985 RSV cases were notified last week alone and uh, it's 368 hospitalizations across the country the majority of these hospitalizations were in children particularly young children under the age of one were most affected uh, and in Dublin we've seen that uh, 32 ICU beds across Crumlin and Temple Street were just not enough, they had to flex up to 39 beds at one stage this week so they're absolutely swamped and this is the same in hospitals across the, countries, in the country and GP surgery so there's a lot of worried patients people out there with their children. They're being told to to stay alert for the symptoms of when their children are deteriorating and to turn up to their GP surgeries in hospitals if they feel they need to. They're also being told to try and minimise the risk uh, to young children of getting the virus, which is quite difficult because it's very contagious but if their children are sick, to keep them home from school and from childcare and to be alert to that. And for young babies in particular, they're most at risk, particularly under a year and under six months, not to be passing them around and kissing them or hugging them or exposing them to people who do have symptoms of RSV.
0: Okay, It's a very distressing time, I'd imagine, for any of the parents. I have my own memories of it. And how many children actually end up in intensive care as a result of this?
1: Well, it's a, a, quite a minority of children that will end up in ICU. Um, as we've heard there, there was 268 hospitalisations last week. A small number of those will be in ICU. And in, in Dublin, in the two children's hospitals, that figure was 39. So again, they can be in hospital for three to five days. It's breathing support is what they, they need. And it's particularly when they develop pneumonia or bronchiolitis, or perhaps they are already at risk and very vulnerable children. So it is a scary time. And it's this time of the year. Usually it's between October and April we see the RSV season. But it's really bad this particular year now last year we would have spoken about it and in November that last year was a record year, but this year has broken all records. Again, uh, we've had 3,644 cases reported to date, so it's a particularly bad year. Okay, and Priscilla, year.
0: how well uh, are the hospitals able to cope with this?
1: Uh, It's tough, Uh, as we've heard there in Crumlin and and Temple Street, they've had to flex up and uh, turn other beds into ICU beds, but also it has a knock-on impact on lots of other children as well because we've seen a lot of surgery cancellations in the last number of weeks in Dublin particularly and also down the country, where they're trying to make sure that these children can be cared for. Um, So it does have a knock-on impact on lots of other children as well unfortunately. People who would have been waiting for surgery for quite some time, parents who would have booked time off, and now because of this, the hospitals are swamped and they have to make sure to look after, um, the children who need acute care as soon as possible, so that means these ICU beds can't be laid aside for surgery, they have to be put there and left there in place for children who need to be admitted Now this time last year as well, we had about 50% less cases in one week, isn't it? It had already uh, peaked, but there's no sign of it peaking yet, it generally peaks in December so it is hoped that this is going to be the worst of it and it, it will start to go down soon but again, the HSE is asking parents to take uh, you know all the precautions that I would have Okay, prepare.
0: precautions, and this is an interesting one, where do we stand in relation to RSV vaccines do we have them and are parents keen to get them for their children
1: well, there was actually some good news this year about that. Uh, prior to this, there hadn't been really much in in relation to ORC. There'd been a lot of research, and there were some antibodies available for those most uh, uh, at risk, young children. This year, though, the European uh, Medicines Agency has licensed a vaccine for over 60s because it also affects uh, those uh, elderly people as well. And um, they've also approved a vaccine for pregnant women, so maternal protection. So women would get this the same time as they would get the whooping cough vaccine later in pregnancy, beyond 36 weeks, and this would pass on antibodies. And protection uh, to their young babies up to the age of six months. There is also antibody treatment that can be given to young babies as well. So there are a few new treatments on the market. The National Immunisation Advisory Committee has come forward in the last couple of weeks and said that it would recommend that the government would consider introducing these vaccines for older people and for um, pregnant women as well. And now the HICWA is looking at the cost feasibility of this. Is it worth implementing uh, these new vaccines uh, into the patient population? Now It'll take a few months for that to come true. So it would be next winter before we would have the introduction of a new vaccination programme if they decide to go ahead with it. But it has been advised by the National Immunisation Advisory Committee. So there is hope there that hopefully that this year we won't see a repeat of it if we we do manage to get um, a vaccination programme in place and if it is effective.
0: Do you reckon would a vaccination programme prove popular with parents given the concerns you often get about vaccines?
1: It does take some time to build up, um, you know, people being used to a vaccine and uh, accepting it. But we have had very good uh, success rates in Ireland over the years with our childhood immunisation programme has been quite successful. The newest vaccine, I suppose, really, that's been added in for children in recent years is the flu vaccine, and that is also available at the moment for age 2 to 17 and for also for younger children who need it, who are immunocompromised. But the HSE has also asked parents to come forward for that vaccine uh, because we are beginning to get into flu season as well. So it does take a time to build up, I suppose, and... Um, You know, the rate of that. But RSV is causing a lot of problems for people. We can clearly see that in the amount of hospitalizations, those who need the ICU beds. So, again, you know, will will it be a a big success? That that would obviously have to be seen. But again, we have seen a good positive uptake. And it does take a lot of work, I suppose, really, with that.
0: Priscilla Lynch, thank you very much for being with us. The last
1: word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty.